Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're about to have an encounter with God. Not because Chris is speaking, but because God's here. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Pascal. Wow. I just feel God's presence here so strong this morning. Aren't you guys grateful for the worship team, just, just what they bring every week? Isn't that amazing? Thank you, Lord. Um, I just want to see one more time. How many of it's your first time here? Just put your hand up one more time. Well, that's a lot of folks. Thank you so much for coming. We love you. We're grateful you're here. Uh, Every one of us on this team is just honestly grateful. We, we sit in our staff meetings every week for about an hour, hour and a half, and we just share testimonies of things that are happening with you. Uh, we're having testimonies of incredible things, people encountering Jesus, people getting born again, people being healed on the streets. And uh, we just get wrecked. We just look at each other and we're just like, Jesus, you're so good. You're so kind. You're so kind that we get to live in this day where miracles are normal in the church where folks are coming to Christ, they're, they're running to him. Uh, we had a testimony recently where uh, one of the people we know in the community, they were, they were working out at a gym. And while they were at the gym, uh, somebody came up to him and said, hey, can I talk to you? And they said, yeah, sure. So they, they went outside with the person and they, they, were, they were chatting for a little bit. The person was volunteering their heart, volunteering things that are going on in their life, just hard things that were happening in their life. And uh, the, the person in this community was wondering what to say. Like, how do I counsel them right now? I think they just need Jesus. I think they just really need Jesus. And the man looked at uh, the person in this community and said, you know what? I think I know what the problem is. <laughs> and, and the person in this community said, well, what do you mean? The guy goes, I need to give my life to him, don't I? And, and the person in the community said, are you, are we, are you talking about the guy upstairs, you know, God, Jesus, you talking about? said, yeah, that's who I'm talking about. And he ended up giving his life to Christ right there. Let himself to the Lord just by being in community with you guys. So give Jesus a shout. That's incredible. It's amazing. It's amazing. These kinds of things aren't limited to stuff that's just happening here uh, on Sunday mornings or here with this community. We're hearing stories of it happening all over Orange County. We get together and we have uh, regional pastors meetings once a month where we meet about 15, 20 different leaders from the region. If you know a pastor that needs to come, you can talk to Jesse or I. We'll, we'll get him a ticket. You know, the tickets are free. Uh, we eat a meal. We have fun. We just share testimonies for about an hour and a half. And we just hear about all the miracles, all the salvation, all the incredible things God's doing in Orange County. So I want to encourage you, like, we're in a move of God right now. You right now are in a move of God's spirit here locally and here around the world. Um, I just want to encourage you, like, it's a great time to be alive. God couldn't imagine the year 2017 without you. Uh, you might feel like you're being left out or being left behind. None of that's true. Jesus Christ has wrapped you up in himself, and he has a huge plan for your life. So uh, that is a good word, isn't it, Carmel? I feel his presence, don't you? It's beautiful. Why don't you guys go with me to Matthew chapter eight? Um, I'm gonna be sharing a little bit this morning uh, just about Jesus's ministry of healing. I'm gonna share a little bit of my personal journey. My hopes in sharing that personal journey is that uh, something would awaken in you that God doesn't just use special people to minister miracles, to minister his love, to minister his power. He uses all his people because he's a special God, amen? Uh, healings, miracles, signs and wonders, these, these grandiose things that we read about in scripture uh, are, are not just for the events 2,000 years ago, they're for today. Um, Jesus Christ, it says in Hebrews chapter 13, verses seven and eight, says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His ministry is the same as it was here in the scriptures. And he wants to use ordinary people. He used, he used a group of fishermen to change the world. Smelly people. <laughs> so I want to encourage you with that. Just during the message, uh, many of you are going to experience God's presence in a very tangible way. Um, the power of God's going to touch people just throughout the room. Uh, I just want to encourage you just to, you know, somebody around you is crying or something's happening with them, just, just, just celebrate what God's doing with them. Um, that's really normal. Wherever Jesus is, things happen. Um, so I wanna encourage you with that, and we're gonna pray for everybody, and we're gonna see some incredible miracles. I'm just gonna pray for just a second. We'll just jump in the word. Father, we just bless what you're doing 
in Orange County, God. We, we get behind it. Lord, I thank you that uh, you're unveiling your bride in this season, and you're not just unveiling special people, not just special leaders, but like Paris prayed at the beginning of the service, God, you're revealing all of your children to be workers of wonders. Yes, Lord, even the babies. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. You guys gotta hear some of the stories that are happening with the kids. I, I honestly, I wanna share them, but I can't because some of the things that are happening are, are actually outstanding. So uh, get, get your kids to kids' church. One of these days, we're just gonna go all go out in the tent and just let all the kids pray for us. Revelation 19, uh, I'm gonna get into Matthew 8 in a second. Revelation 19, verse 10 says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? That means that what Jesus has done in someone's life, what Jesus has done in the scriptures, what Jesus has done with the people around you, literally prophesies to you what he wants to do through your life. If you're wondering, what, what, God, what are you doing with my life? Pay attention to the testimonies you're hearing. God arranged for you to be here today to hear the things you're hearing so that you would receive grace to step upon the waters of impossibility in this season in your life. My journey into healing and miracles, um, gosh, when I was 19 years old, I was a college student at the University of San Diego. I had practically walked away from God, but he never walked away from me. I was living, uh, I called myself a practical atheist. I was a philosophy student. I was... Uh, partying and just living a worldly lifestyle. And uh, Jesus came and met me while I was reading the scriptures late at night after a party. I was actually, uh, I'll give you the PG version, but I was, I was drinking a beer and reading the Bible. Maybe that's PG-13. Re- drinking a beer and reading the Bible at the same time. I don't do that today, but uh, I, I, you know, God will meet you anywhere, honestly. Um, Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, but he has a way of meeting people on every road that they're on. He has a way of standing in front of people. That might sound offensive to you. Jesus is the only way to heaven. Did you hear me? Okay. Just throwing that out there. There is no other way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by, through me. But he has a way of meeting people wherever they're at. Amen? So I was sitting there, I'm reading, and the Lord came to me, and he spoke to me, and I heard his voice so clearly. I, I, I did not hear it externally, I heard it internally. There's times that people hear it externally, and that actually does happen today. In this moment in my life, I heard internally, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Jesus, he spoke. He said, Chris, I love you so much that I'll let you keep living the way that you're living, but you know the end of it. And I began to weep in my apartment. And for two days, I began to roll around my apartment floor, confessing my sins to God and surrendering my life to him. He was so kind to me. He said, I'm not gonna force you. I'm not gonna make you do anything, but you know where your life's headed. And uh, the power of God came over me. I I, I just cried, I shook. Um, After two days of this experience, as surrender took over, when I saw that Jesus Christ didn't just die for the sins of the world, he died for me. He died for my sins. He sacrificed himself to prove all of God's love to all of my heart. He shed his blood that my conscience would be clean, it says in Hebrews. As that moment's happening with me, um, I began to be filled with joy. And I started laughing in my apartment. I started just, like, it literally was, like uh, Jesus said, he said, come to me and drink and I will give you rivers of living water that'll flow from your innermost being. Literally, like I felt like a bubbling up of God's presence and I began to just, just laugh hysterically in my apartment because all my sins were forgiven. David says in the Psalms, he says, how blessed it is, is it for he whose sins and lawless deeds are forgiven, her sins are remembered no more. How happy is he? Literally, when you receive forgiveness of sins, the fruit in your life is joy. I can tell if a Christian knows if their sins are forgiven by how joyful they are. Jesus took a cup of wine, he held it up, he said, this is my blood. What what does wine do to you? Blood cleanses the conscience. Anyway, that was a side message. I'm gonna try to stay out of that one. Why don't we go to Hebrews chapter, I'm sorry, uh, Matthew 8. I'm gonna continue with the story. Make sure you're there, Matthew 8, verse 1. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through Matthew 8 in a sec. Um, I'll just read a little bit and then I'll jump back into my story. Is that okay? I know you guys have been waiting for me. Matthew 8, verse one. When he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and bowed down to him and said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. I think that's a question the whole world is asking. 
Lord, if you are willing. Do you know the Bible, uh, the Bible doesn't say this, uh, popular culture says there's no atheists in foxholes. Do you know that phrase, like in war, you know, like when things are all, there's no atheists there. Why? Because the human heart knows that God's real. The question is, what is, what is he like? So this leper comes to Jesus, says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus answers the question in the next sentence, but he doesn't just answer it for the leper, he answers it for all of mankind. And he stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed, or be made whole, or be saved. I am willing. That is a good word. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am willing. If you want people to be touched with God's love, how much more does God want people to be touched with his love? If you want people to be saved, how much more does your Father in heaven? If you want people to be healed, how much more your Father in heaven? Any of you in this room, if somebody was in your family that was hurt, that was broken, you would rush them to any type of medical attention you could find to make sure that they received the healing they need. How much more our perfect Father in heaven? Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus says, I am willing. Isn't that awesome that one of his names is I am willing? When I was having this encounter with God in my apartment, the Lord just began to speak to me and show me things. Um, I kept coming home from college and I kept coming home to my apartment and I literally would just feel the Holy Spirit waiting for me in my apartment. I had one CD, I threw out all my, uh, I had a bunch of downloaded music, I, I deleted all of it because that's thievery, and uh, maybe you need to do that too, I don't know, but uh, that's thievery, so I, I deleted everything, I just felt, I just recognized I had something better for my life than the things that I was bound to, and uh, I had one CD, one Christian CD, I would just play it on repeat, and I would just weep for hours, and I'd feel God's love just wash over me, it just just come, just, just like waves of, um, I don't know, Waves of liquid love just wash over me for hours. I would just lay on my couch and I would see myself preaching in different countries and that's what I get to do today. You'd be surprised the things God shows you in the secret place is actually what he has planned for your life. That's a good word right there. You can take that if you want. The power of God just kept ministering to me during this time and uh, I started reading books just, just voraciously. I started reading the Bible. One of my college friends, um, he had seen one miracle before. He had seen someone healed of a broken ankle. So he just had this faith for healing, for ankles, because he had seen it before. The things you see give you faith for the more that God wants you to be. If you hear me rhyme, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. The faith for things that you see is faith for things that God has for you to be. When you start to see things that revolutionize your life, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. How much more when you see Jesus said, surely this generation will not believe unless they see signs and wonders. He was doing them in their midst so that faith would be imparted to them. You know, the Bible says that each of us have been given a measure of faith. I don't think that God gave some people a little and some people a lot. I think God gave us his faith and that we get to stop doubt, we get to begin doubting our doubts and believing his belief and seeing how good he is to actually heal through imperfect people. I hope you guys caught that. I'm just kind of throwing out some points. So my friend, he prayed for someone on our college campus who had a broken ankle. We did not know it was God's will to heal. We hadn't read this verse and caught this revelation. Maybe you're here today and you don't know it's God's will to heal. I affirm to you with everything in my being and everything in his being that it is God's complete will that every single person be healed of every affliction in their body. Sin is to the soul what sickness is to the body. Jesus Christ came to destroy both. If God wanted people sick, Jesus would have gone around making people sick. I am willing, be cleansed. Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one. Read the rest of the verse. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, see that you tell no one, but could show yourself to the priests and present yourself an offering that Moses commanded for a testimony to them. Why would Jesus say that to the guy? Because everywhere Jesus went, the crowds were mobbing him so much because of the miracles that were being released and because of the words that were coming from his mouth. His words are spirit and they are life. Literally, they were mobbing him so much. He said, go first to the priests and tell them what happened. Why? Go to the religious 
religious people and show them that I am still a God who heals, that I didn't bring this sickness into your life to teach you something, that I didn't bring this leprosy to you, that God didn't put this thing on you so that you'd become a better person. No, God brought healing so that people would see that he's a better person. God brings healing so that you would see that he is a better person. God is good. If Jordan went around injecting people with diseases, I would not think he was a very good person. Why do we put these things on God? And when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, entreating him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering great pain. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. Isn't that beautiful? The Lord of the universe. Someone comes up to him and says, hey, I've got a servant in my house. Someone that I care about who's sick and in pain. Lord, would you come and heal him? And, and Jesus says, I will come and heal him. The Lord of the universe is literally affected by the desires of our heart. That is incredible, you guys. That'll preach right there. That could be a whole sermon right there. But the centurion answered and said to him, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I tomb a man under authority with soldiers under me. I say this one, go, and he goes. Another, come, and he comes. And to my slave, do this, and he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, truly, I say to you, I have not found such great belief with anyone in Israel. And I say to you that many shall come from the east and the west and recline at Abraham's table and, and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom shall be cast into outer darkness. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does that mean? That means there'll be regret. Wherever we reject Jesus, there's regret in our life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna share this just for a second because it's true, but... Um, you know, Jesus talks about hell. He talks about weeping and gnashing of teeth. Like, like hell is a real place. In the New Testament, when Jesus talks about hell, he uses the word Gehenna. It literally means, uh, it was like the trash heap. It was a literal place outside of Jerusalem where worms never died and fires never went out. He was comparing what it looks like to reject God to a place like a trash heap. How many of you in this room, your life was a trash heap before you met Jesus? How many of you in this room, Jesus didn't just deliver you from your sin, he delivered you from you? Jesus came to bring deliverance to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to heal all who are oppressed to the devil, it says in Acts 10, 38. Jesus said to the centurion, verse 13, go your way and let it be done to you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very hour or that very moment. That is amazing, isn't it? I remember I was in a meeting in uh, South Africa one time and uh, we prayed for someone that wasn't in the meeting. And in that moment, that person was actually taking a shower and they heard a voice say to them, don't ask me for your healing, thank me for it. They heard a voice while they're in the shower. They said, thank you, Jesus, for healing me. As soon as they said those words, a warmth came through their entire body. They'd had an issue with their leg that had had them on crutches for over six months. It was some kind of weird deterioration, weird nerve thing going on. They were completely healed in the shower. They texted their family member in the meeting. We had no physical contact with them. They didn't know we were praying for them. Faith is an interesting thing, isn't it? Each of us has been given a measure but how big's the measure? Colossians 2 tells us how big the measure is. For of his fullness. For the fullness of God was dwelling in bodily form in Christ Jesus, and of his fullness we have received. And in him you are full, made full, complete. I'm just gonna keep reading through some of these things, but here, let me, let me jump back into the story about kind of walking and healing ministry. So my friend, he prayed for a broken ankle at our university. The guy went and went and got his ankle checked out. It, it was broken to what he could tell because he couldn't put any weight on it. He was in horrible pain. He went to the doctor because after we prayed for him, he felt heat go through his foot. He didn't have any pain anymore. He went to the doctor. The doctor said, well, according to this x-ray, your foot was broken at some point in the past, but it's not broken now. 
And the guy turned to the doctor and said, I've never broke my foot before this past week. It's incredible what God could do. Well, we saw God heal. I would hear his voice. I would hear sometimes like pray for this person. We'd see things happen. But I didn't understand that it was God's will to heal. It wasn't until I read a couple books where people started talking about the will of God. Jesus talks about the will of God in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom come, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Will be done. What does that tell us, that tells us that not everything that happens in the earth is God's will. Preachers will say, oh, it's just God's will, brother. You know, it was just God's will for that little child to go home early, to be with the Lord. You know, Jesus just needed another angel in heaven. Doesn't that just make you want to vomit? You know, if Jesus wanted to kill people, he would have named himself Satan. (laughs) Because the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Now, if I'm being offensive to your heart right now, blessed is he who's not offended in me. You know what offense reveals in our life? Offense reveals that we're believing in inferior reality. Anyway, you want me to say that again, Tanya? Offense believes that we're we're believing in inferior reality. Blessed is he who's not offended. This is Jesus' words in me. We started praying for people. I started getting this revelation that Jesus wanted people healed, so I started praying for people. We pulled over an accident in La Jolla, California. Uh, I've known Jesse and Jessica for 12 years. We knew each other during this time. We were in La Jolla in in, in San Diego, and there was a motorcycle accident. Somebody went off their bike headfirst into a pole. And uh, I don't want to describe the whole scene. It was pretty, it was pretty traumatic. It was pretty gnarly. But we, something leapt out of us. We were, we were driving to a restaurant. We laid hands on this guy. We were, we were praying in the spirit over him. We were, we were doing everything we knew how to do. I don't know what happened. We ended up having to do CPR. A nurse came along. I knew how to do CPR. We did CPR, different things. Eventually, the ambulance came along. They're just shaking their head, and they just carted the man off. I don't know what happened. But I went home after that encounter, and I began to weep because I knew that Jesus deserved that that man live. Jesus wouldn't have commanded his disciples to heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, and raise the dead if it weren't his will. It's Matthew 10, verse seven and eight. Go and preach, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons, raise the dead. I begin to weep for day upon day because I realized that healing was a manifestation of God's heart and God's intent. Go with me to Isaiah 53 for just a sec. God's heart and God's intent. Man, I feel the anointing. Um, Where I was reading about where Jesus said, I am willing. The word there for willing is teleo. It literally means delight, heart, intention. Literally God's saying, I intend, I delight in healing. Isaiah 53 talks to us more about this. Um, I'm going to read the verses, and then I'm going to ask anybody that might know when these were written. Uh, you can share. I know when they're written, but I just kind of want to hear if anybody else knows. Uh, starting uh, verse 3, he was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised, and we esteemed him. We did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. Yet we esteemed him stricken. See, we esteemed him stricken. We, you know, the people that were around crucifying Jesus, they were thinking that God was cursing him for what he was doing. Except God himself was becoming a curse that we would be free from every curse. Surely our griefs he himself bore and our sorrows he carried. We esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. Literally, that means willful rebellion. Sin. He was crushed for our iniquities. That literally means the reaping of that which you've sown in destruction, perversion. The chastening for our well being fell upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. He didn't open his mouth, he was like a lamb led to slaughter. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. I encourage you to read some of this on your own. Does anybody know when that was written? It was written 760 years before Jesus was born. 
760 years before Jesus was born. If you doubt whether this thing is inspired by God, you need to doubt your doubts. (laughs) Feel the anointing. Let's keep reading in Matthew 8. Verse 14, when Jesus had come to Peter's home, he saw his mother-in-law lying sick in bed with a fever and he touched her hand and the fever left her. He didn't even speak, guys. He touched her hand and the fever left her. How is this possible? Because Jesus was aware of the abiding presence of his father. It says in Acts 10, 38, and you know of Jesus of Nazareth, whom God anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing a few people who were oppressed to the devil? No, it says all who were oppressed to the devil. What does this tell us? This tells us that sickness and disease are oppressions from Satan. You see, if you know where it's from, you know who came to get rid of it. But if you think that Father gave it to you, then you're gonna doubt whether he wants to get rid of it. Jesus touched her hand and the fever left and she arose and waited on him. Some of the limitations in people's lives are, are, are keeping them from recognizing the great things that's of service that God wants to flow through our lives. Some of the, some of the sicknesses and diseases. I, I'm gonna share this testimony because I keep thinking about it. I was in a meeting and I was kind of like scared to share this uh, years ago and I felt like God wanted to heal somebody of a sexually transmitted disease and I was totally scared to say it because I'm like, that's really vulnerable. So I shared it. I said, just come up to me at the end of the meeting. This girl came up to me at the end of the meeting and uh, she asked for prayer. She said, she just started crying as soon as she came up and I knew, I was like, I was like one of the words made sense to you, right? And she said, yes. Prayed for her. Three weeks later, she comes back an incurable sexually transmitted disease had been completely healed. Now, the world would say, you deserve that. Jesus says, I'm gonna come and take that away. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. Yes, devils are real, and Jesus came to get rid of them. If you feel like you're in bondage, today's your day, it's gonna leave. God's delivered me, he'll deliver you. In order that was spoken, he healed all who were ill. It's awesome, not just some. He didn't tell people, go away. If you'd been here yesterday, there would have been anointing for the blind. <laughs> yesterday, the power was so strong, blind Bartimaeus, you, just, you would have gotten your breakthrough. <laughs> he didn't say that. He healed all who were ill. In order that was spoken through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, he himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Sin is to the soul and the spirit what sickness is to the body. God didn't design you for either. He didn't design you for either. Jesus wouldn't tell a woman caught in adultery to go and sin no more if it weren't possible to live a sinless life once having met Jesus. I'm gonna say it again because it's, it's something we need to hear. We're not gonna be transformed until we actually see who Jesus really is. Jesus wouldn't have told a woman caught in adultery to go and sin no more if it weren't possible to live a sinless life once having met him. When you see his face, when we see him, we become like him. As he is, so are we in this world, it says in 1 John 4, 17. Is Jesus Christ sick? When you see him, you become like him. Jesus goes through a couple more verses. I'm gonna skip a few. You need to read them on your own, verses 18 through 27. Uh, Jesus talks about discipleship. He says, you know, somebody's like, let me, let me bury my father before I come follow you. In, in Jewish culture, they, they would bury their parents and, and the person that was doing the burial would get more money. <laughs> so he's literally saying, I, I wanna go bury my dad because uh, then I'll have money to come and follow you. Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. Anyway, you guys can read this. There's a, there's a storm Jesus says, we're gonna cross the other side. He, he rebukes the winds and the waves. They marvel. They say, who is the guy? He, he, has, he has authority over winds and the waves. Verse 28, 
when he had come to the other side of the country of the Gadareans, two men who were demon-possessed met him as they were coming out of the tombs. They were so exceedingly violent that no one could pass by that road. Behold, they cried out, saying, what do we have to do with you, son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? I might share some stories. <laughs> now there was at a distance from them a herd of swine feeding. The demons began to entreat him, saying, if you're going to cast us out, send us into the swine. He said, be gone. Isn't that amazing? One word of authority from the mouth of God, from the mouth of love, from the mouth of compassion, delivers these guys that have been bound by demons for years. Yeah. Do you know God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word in his mouth because it's his word? If we would use our faith to see Jesus is in us and use our faith to see that we're in him, nothing would stand before us ever. I love the testimony that uh, Paris and Nicole have of just their son getting healed. Nicole shared it here on Sunday morning, how, how their son was diagnosed with some type of thing that's, that's pretty much incurable. And uh, they were like, no, we're not taking that. He doesn't have that. They did tests. They have all the proof before and after. They said, no, he doesn't have that. No, we're not partnering with that. No. They took him back for another test. An incurable disease is gone. Now see, if we as followers of Jesus don't understand God's will, we won't even know what to believe for. I'm weeping for like two weeks around this guy that passed away. And I went to a conference in Las Vegas and uh, this guy walked up to me and he said, what do you want from God? It was really weird. He, he, he walked up to me in the streets outside this conference. He said, my name is Zion. What do you want from God? It's a really weird thing to say to somebody. And these words leapt out of me. I said, I want miracles, signs, and wonders on my college campus. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher at this time. I'm not, I'm not speaking to lots of people or anything like that. I just said, I want miracles, signs, and wonders on my college campus. He touched my chest, and, he, and, and I actually fell over in the middle of the street in Las Vegas. It's an interesting place to have an encounter with God in, in Las Vegas in the street. I looked up at him, and he, said, he pointed at me, and he said, use it. Use it. I got up, I went to church the next week. I'm, I'm there in a service. All of a sudden, I started feeling this weird feeling in my back, like a pain. I'm like, man, did I hurt my back surfing? Start moving around my back a little bit. I'm like, oh, it's kind of interesting. And I'm praying, I'm worshiping. I start seeing this picture of the sun coming up, like a dawn, you know, like, like the rising of the sun. And uh, I was like, man, that's really interesting. God's trying to encourage me, you know, it's a brighter day for me. I go up to one of the pastors, I said, hey, this is kind of weird, but I keep getting this weird pain in my back, and I've seen this before. I'm like wondering, is there someone here that maybe has like a back problem or something like that? And, and the pastor says, why don't you go ask around? Well, I see a woman in the back of the church, and she's leaning over a cane. I'm like, well, she might have a back problem. So I go up to her, and I said, hey, what's going on with you? She said, oh, I've, I have Crohn's disease, I have lupus, I barely can walk with a cane. I'm mostly in a wheelchair, but I kind of hobble around with a cane to come to church because I, I'm trying to just take risks and stretch out. I said, what's your name? She said, my name's Dawn. As soon as she said those words, I don't know how to describe this, but faith just arose. I, I felt like a bubble come around us. We began to walk around the room. Uh, Jesse's wife, Jessica, was there. We were just ministering to her. We began to walk around the room. She said, I feel like I'm walking on a cloud. She walked around with her at a cane. We threw away her cane. She was completely healed of Crohn's disease and lupus that day. <laughs> Give Jesus a shout. That's incredible. <laughs> Time started going on. We just started seeing more and more stuff happen. More and more stuff started happening around our friend group. It would happen where some of our friends, we couldn't go to the grocery store without seeing miracles. People would come home, they would just say, I just went to the grocery store and this miracle happened, this miracle happened. People would spend hours at different places they planned on being there for a few minutes. What shifted? What shifted? That's what I want you to catch today. What shifted was recognizing that it was God's will to heal. Thereby, sickness and disease, oppression, literally were things that God was opposed to. The other thing that changed was we started to realize that God was actually with us, that God was with us and God was in us, that his authority had been delegated to us. 
and we started exercising that authority. I'm gonna give a little bit of instruction because we're gonna kind of shift gears right now. I'm gonna go on the stage just so I can see around the room um, in just a sec, but we're gonna watch Jesus heal. Now, this is not Chris's ministry. This is Jesus's ministry. Uh, any one of us in this room could do these things when we partner with him. Um, I'm reminded of a girl, she was in a meeting one time, and just during announcements, just a quiet moment like this, she felt something touch her back. It felt like electricity go through her back, and uh, when that electricity went through her back, all the pain left her back. No one's praying for her, no one's saying anything. But you see, Jesus Christ is the healer, so his presence is healing. Jesus Christ is the miracle worker, so his presence works miracles. So she's just sitting in her chair, and all of a sudden, she starts feeling this warmth go through her back. She starts moving around. She stands up and starts moving around like this, and it's kind of interrupting the meeting. So I I said, what's going on with you? And she said, I feel like I want to touch my toes. I said, well, go ahead. You can touch your toes if you want to. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. You know, go ahead and touch your toes. She bent down and touched her toes for the first time in her life. She'd had four surgeries done on her spine. She had a metal fusion done. They put two metal rods along her spine. She had scoliosis, multiple things. She was born with this condition. She touched her toes for the first time in her entire life, pain-free. Mind you, you can't bend and touch your toes if you have two metal rods along your spine. I don't know what God did with the metal rods, but all I know is they either became flexible or they're gone, okay? (laughs) Another, uh, yeah, that's really good. Another... Another time I remember a really funny testimony where we prayed with a woman. She had a metal fusion done. They put two metal rods along her spine. They wrapped metal wire around the rods. Prayed for her. The next day she's vacuuming and she notices she can bend and she shouldn't be able to bend. She goes back to the doctor. They do an x-ray on her. Two metal rods along her spine are completely gone. But the metal wire that the doctors used to wrap around the rods was still there. So God left the wire but removed the rods so that people would know it was the same woman. The doctors were afraid of malpractice suit, um, so, yeah, anyway. <sighs> just waiting just a few moments, because I just feel God doing stuff. Thank you, Lord. Um, why don't you guys just stand with me for just a sec? We're going to try some stuff out. Um, in a little bit, I'm going to have the prayer team come up in the next five or seven minutes or so. But um, Jesus wants you healed more than you want to be healed. He healed everybody that came to him. I've been in meetings multiple times where every single person with an affliction was completely healed. Not just in other countries, but in, in Western nations, you know. Some people think God does great miracles in Africa, you know, so people would believe. You go to Africa and you preach the gospel and people over there say, man, God does such amazing miracles in America. I wish we had faith like the Americans. <laughs> you know, God's faith is all you need. Uh, a great mentor of mine, he's been singing, oh, I feel the anointing so strong. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing, God. A friend of mine, he's been seeing uh, great cases. They actually have uh, 43 documented cases of varying degrees of of children being healed of autism. Um, A number of them are complete, uh, re like they they reverse the diagnosis that the child has no signs of autism from the doctors. They're they're following the reports. It's interesting because my friend's actually getting persecution over this because a lot of us, we believe that, you know, God made someone a certain way. But you see, children are born in Africa without food or water. That doesn't mean that God designed them to starve to death. Just because people are born with something doesn't mean that God intends for them to stay that way. We were all born into sin, but God didn't intend us to stay that way. Amen? So...
beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, our King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. The name of Jesus Christ, our King. It says in Psalm 107, verse 20, that the Lord sent his word and healed them. How many of you here, you need a miracle in your, a physical miracle in your body? Just put your hand up, just one hand. All over the room, I know some people are still thinking. That's a lot of people. We're gonna, we're gonna pray for people uh, maybe later, but God's just gonna do a lot right now. I, I think he could, I, I know he can heal every single one of you right now. So uh, I'm just gonna declare this over you. Be cleansed, be made whole in Jesus' name right now. We command affliction and disease to go. We command all brokenness to flee your body in Jesus' name. I want you to check your body right now all over the room. All over the room, just check your body. I'm gonna ask you if 80% or more of the problem's gone. Why do I say 80? Because maybe you won't know if, until you run a marathon if your knee's fully healed. So I'm gonna say 80% or more. I want you to check for the next 30, 40 seconds. And if you've already been healed, as soon as you know you've been healed, I want you to wave both hands over your head for a full minute. I just wanna see, go ahead and begin to check. And as soon as you know that the problem's gone, I want you to wave both hands over your head for a full minute. Thank you, Father. There's already one. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Just continue to check. Just continue to check. I just wanna see what else God's doing. You know if you have a million dollars in your bank account, if you check. How do you know if you got healed when you check? Now, right now, you have an option right now. You can feel a sense of like, oh, is this really gonna work? That's called fear. I don't have that, and you don't have it either. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, for what you're doing all over the room. How many of you here, you have a hearing impairment? Hearing impairment. Just put your hand up. Anyone with hearing impairment? That's a lot of people. Uh, I remember in a meeting where a woman, she had no faith for her healing, healing breakthrough for hearing. She, uh, she came to the meeting and she said that we were hypnotizing people. She didn't believe anything was real. And a word was called out and said, God's healing someone's deaf ear right now. Your ear just opened up. She felt a warmth go into her ear. Her ear completely opened up on the spot. Uh, if you're around these folks, put your hand up with the deafness again. If you're around them, stretch your hand towards them. If you have the deafness, take your hearing aids out. Put your fingers in your ear. Jesus. There's already other miracles happening in the room. I can feel God just touching people all over the room. If you're around them, just go and command the, the deafness to go. I just want you to make a noise. On the count of three, I want you to go pop, like real loud. One, two, three. All right, awesome. I want you to have them check. Begin to whisper in their ear. Begin to whisper in their ear. Just begin to whisper in their ear. And if you've just been healed of deafness, just wave. Thank you, Father. That's awesome. Thank you, Father. Thank you, King Jesus. Just check. Keep checking all over the room. Just whisper. The Lord did a miracle for you, hon. I don't know what it is, but he did it. I see you crying. I'm pointing at you. The Lord did a miracle for you. Yeah, he did something for you. I'm pointing at you. She was looking at me. Who else? Just, just begin to check. I want to see what else is going on. Miracles happen when you check, guys. Just whisper in their ears. Just want to see what else is going on. I want the prayer team to come on up. We're going to call out some more things. I want all of you, just begin to check your bodies again. Just check, because all over the room, God's already done some stuff. Thank you, Father, she's waving. Could you, could you come up, hon? I wanna hear what happened to you. I wanna hear, come on up here. Just let the prayer team come up. We're gonna give a call to, if you came here today and you, you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day, so we're gonna give that call in a sec. Come on over here, hon. Hon, what's your name? Mackenzie. Mackenzie, what was going on with you? Um, uh, I had a hearing impairment since I was born, and I felt warmth in my ear. <laughs> what's different now, Mackenzie? I can hear when my, when my family whispered to me. You can hear when people whisper to you. You couldn't hear that way before. Give Jesus a shout. She was born with a deaf ear, and Jesus Christ just healed her. Jesus Christ is alive. Give Jesus a long shout. Just give him praise. Lift up his name. 
Hey. Say, say, I'm serious. Begin to check your body. Maybe you had some type of growth. Someone, you have growth in the breast has completely disappeared as I'm speaking right now. It's gone. Someone here, you've got other issues with the Eustachian tube on the right ear. The Lord Jesus has healed you. I'm gonna have the prayer team just say the issue that's being healed in the room. And when they say your issue, just put your hand up and begin to check because the Lord sent his word and healed. God's word is being imparted to them and coming through them to your body, amen? Just begin to check your body as soon as they call it out. We don't have to call out your condition for you to be healed, but you can. As they call out your condition, just begin to check your body. As soon as they call it out, the issue you have put up one hand, as soon as you've been healed, wave both hands over your head, okay? I'm just gonna start on this end, all right? Anthony, what do you got? Just say what it is. I declare the Lord's gonna be healing some migraines and headaches right now. Yeah, migraine headaches are being healed right now. I'm declaring that back pains and neck pains will be healed right now in Jesus' name. There's a, there's a tumor in the neck. Tumor in the neck. Tumor in the neck. Who is that? Some type of tumor in the neck. If that's you, if that makes sense to you, let me see that. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I'm getting the right, right neck right here. Pains in the neck and the right side are leaving right now. Um, thyroid. Thyroid. Thyroid problem. Put your hand up if that's you. The Lord heals you now. The Lord heals you now. The Lord heals you now. Just keep hearing nose, something like sinus problems or even a broken nose. Nose issues. The Lord heals you now. Yeah, I just see Jesus encountering couples in this room who have experienced miscarriage and child loss um, and just bringing peace and light into those situations. Yeah, someone here, you actually, with, with that, you have ongoing medical issues, something, the bladder, the Lord Jesus heals you. Eye problems, you're starting to see clearer in your right eye. Yeah, something with the right eyes beginning to open up right now. It's an eye issue. Just wave. Just freedom in mind, completely freedom, release. Something, if there's depression or suicidal thoughts, the Lord Jesus heals you. I was getting something to do with the muscle, and I'm going to step out in faith and say muscular dystrophy. Someone here that has a, a type of diagnosis, maybe your, your, your family member has that or something with muscular dystrophy, or it's something that you, you're, you have some symptoms of. If that makes sense to you, put your hand up. The same thing, a serious eye condition. Serious eye condition being healed. There's like a pinching in the back on the left side, and it's deep, and I heard anorexia. Lord Jesus, we bless those people right now. The Lord Jesus heals you now. Um, ears opening up. Yeah, thank you, God, for the rest of those ears right now. Depression. Yeah, we just thank you for healing depression. There's actually at least two or three people here that you have suicidal thoughts continuously. God's gonna deliver you this morning. Achilles tendon. Something with the Achilles tendon. If that makes sense to you, shoot your hand up at wherever you are. I just wanna see. Shoot it up, shoot it up. You see the hand? Okay, good, I see you guys pointing. I got digestive issues and nervous system issues. Um, I got lost of taste, and God wants you to know he cares about that. That matters. That's awesome. If you had any of those issues that were just called out, put your hand up. Or if you had any of the testimonies that I was sharing during the message, any of those issues as well, put your hand up. Any of those, just put it up. All right, if you're around these folks, just get around them, stretch your hand towards them. If you see someone, plop a hand on their shoulder, just get around them. You don't have to know what's wrong with them. If you're getting prayer, I don't want you to pray right now. I don't want you to pray. Uh, Jesus is praying for you. Those of you who have your hand on them, just say, we release healing in Jesus' name. We command affliction to go. Yep, cancer is disappearing right now. Cancer is dying right now. That spirit has left in Jesus' name. Yeah, we bless all these bodies in Jesus' name. Command every affliction to go. Thank you, Father. That shoulder's been healed. That back's been healed all over the room. Go and stop praying for them. Have them check for the next 20, 30 seconds. Do what you couldn't do before. I know some of you guys can't check because it's internal, but if you felt something happen, you're like, you felt warmth, you felt something move around, you know something's different, I also want you to wave your hands over your head. Just begin to check all over the room. Look at that, there's miracles all over the room. Wave all over the room if you were just healed. If you were just healed, just wave. Keep checking. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, all over the room. Thank you, Father. Pray for them one more time, guys. Just lay hands on them, pray for them one more time. Just say, thanks, God, for what you're doing. 
There's a, a curvature in the spine right in here that's stretching, it's stretching out. Your spine is stretching out right now. Your spine's being made straight right now. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you for what you're doing. Go ahead and stop praying. I want you to check. If you were just healed the second time, we just prayed. Just wave your hands over your head. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Come on, this is awesome. All right. I'm gonna pray like a corporate prayer and then kind of close this up. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, like me, you've been living in a lifestyle of sin like I was when I was 19 years old. I was living as a practical atheist. And you know that you're supposed to give your life to Jesus right now. I want you to get out of your seat and I want you to come to the front right now. If this makes sense to you, I want you to come right now. You're like, I need to give my life to Jesus. I want you to come right now. Just come. Don't be afraid. Jesus hung naked on a cross for you. Just come to the front. I'm going to pray a corporate prayer over you guys right now. And uh, as I do, the power of God's just going to touch people, and uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of close the service. Father, we just bless what you're doing. God, we thank you for miracles. We thank you, Lord, for healing that sweet young girl of deafness from birth gone. Lord Jesus, we just thank you that more and more is going to happen just through the rest of the service as we dismiss and uh, we let the kids go and all that. God, I just pray for everyone present. If, if you want to flow in miracle power, just lift your hands to the air right now. I'm gonna say what that man on the street said to me in Las Vegas. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Take it. Use it. Use it. Use it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Oh, we're gonna have the prayer team up here. They're gonna be praying for more people. If you still need breakthrough, come on up for prayer. Uh, we're gonna have the prayer servant training after church in about 20 minutes or so. We're gonna talk more about healing and that kind of stuff, so come on out. But uh, feel free to hang out. We're gonna pray for uh, Tim and Tina. Yeah, oh, Jim and Tina, Tim and Tina. Jim and Tina over here. So you uh, bless you guys. Come back next week. Bring a friend that needs a miracle, amen? Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.